Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So a couple of days ago, I mentioned an inciting incident in my life, which was that on uh, Sunday, I was it Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, I, I basically broke the toilet seat. I was standing on it to do some cleaning before I painted the bathroom and my foot went right through. And obviously that's caused a problem, right? That's caused a, uh, a tension in, in my life, in my house. So, yeah, one of the things I did almost, almost straight away really is try and find a replacement toilet seat, obviously. And you know, the, the toilet we've got in that bathroom is from 2005. Of course they don't make it anymore. So rather than just being able to get a replacement, you're trying to find a replacement that seemed to be similar dimensions in terms of the pins and you know, what have you. And it arrived today. And so I thought, oh, I'll, I'll get that sorted out at lunchtime. So I grabbed some tools and, you know, went next door at lunchtime to, to sort it out and was immediately, immediately grounded. It was a bit like the other day, actually, when I was trying to paint in the bathroom, I was immediately frustrated because I can't get the old, the old seat off. Uh, it's attached from underneath with butterfly bolts, essentially, and those butterfly bolts have spent the last what, 18 years or so, uh, furring up and getting crudded with lime scale and what have you. And because of the way the bathroom is, I mean, our, you know, our house is a cottage, so everything's small that, you know, the, the toilet, like everything else is, is fitted into a, a, let's just say it's a modest space and I'm less modest in dimensions than I used to be. So I'm lying on the floor, trying to get my hand up so that I could get into this space to undo this bolt and this bolt does not want to move. In fact, I'm, I'm talking to you now smelling of WD-40 because I've been trying, trying to get this thing to shift and it is, is not shifting. Now we've actually got a, got a plumber coming tomorrow to figure out the reason why we haven't had hot water for, for 10 days, but that's a whole different kind of thing. And my wife said very sensibly, you know, why don't you just ask the plumber if he's got, you know, if he can sort that out for you, which is a very sensible idea, isn't it? Except for the obvious, which is that for me, this is a thing now it's only a bloody bolt. And I would really, I would really prefer not to have to ask someone more capable than me to, to sort it out. So what I've done, I've, I've, I've spent the last hour very pleasantly, actually thinking about designing my own tool. Now there are tools, there are, there are special things you can get that attachments for drills, for example, that allow you to, uh, do up and undo these kind of wing bolts quickly, but it won't work with this partly because of the cramped space, partly because of the length of the bolt. Um, it's, it's very long, you know, there's a lot of bolt considering the size of the, of the wing nut and yeah, it's just the, everything is just so cramped and it's not going to work. So I was getting more frustrated with that. And then I had this thought, which always makes me happy, which is, I wonder if I can just jerry rig something. I wonder if I can create my own tool. So I spent a very pleasant hour in the shed looking at all of the bits of, you know, the accumulated stuff that I've got, trying to figure out if I can make a tool that will 
allow me to, to, to push against this window because pushing is really the challenge is, is, you know, I can't, can't get in there and create some leverage when there's not much room for leverage. So I need something really small, you know, normal. I've tried, obviously I've tried pliers. I've tried various spanners. I've tried hitting it with a hammer, that old favorite, just try and get in there, just try and do something. But, but the size and the positioning of this thing means it doesn't work. And it worked that's for a very simple reason that the manufacturer, you know, for, for, for understandable reasons, didn't want anyone to really know that there was a bolt holding the seat on, you know, it's, it's, it's hidden away in there, you know, for aesthetic reasons. Practically, it's a nightmare. I've noticed that the new seat I've ordered, which is from the same manufacturer to try, to try and increase my odds. They don't do it that way anymore. They now use, you, you screw in from the top, which makes so much more sense, so much more accessible, what have you. Anyway, I've been making my own tool and that's the reason I'm talking about this, other than just to get it all out there is because when we do that, when we get into that mindset and, and for me, it's a shift, you know, I was getting frustrated with all the things that I had not working or not fitting. And there was like a little click when I thought, hold on. Why don't I make something just for this? Why don't I try and come up with something just for this? And tomorrow, maybe you'll find out whether or not it worked, but I've, I've got a couple of things that I've sort of built, I've jerry-rigged together that, that are small enough to fit in the space, but also hopefully will give me some leverage. We'll see. But this is what we're doing. I mean, the, when, when we get to that stage, when we, when we get into that mindset about creating the thing for us, creating something bespoke. For us, it's not that far a journey until we start thinking about how can we create something bespoke for our audience, for that niche of people who are really crying out to, for what we do, for what we sell, for who we are, you know, whatever it might be. And, you know, I spend a lot of time doing this online. I'm just getting into Tana now, if, you, if you're familiar with Tana or if you're not, Tana is another new sort of personal knowledge management program. It's got a lot of similarities to the ones I've talked about before to, to Rome research or LogSec, but it's taking, it's taking what you can do, I would say to a whole different level. And I've been introduced to it by Andre Chaperone who's a friend of mine and it's sort of blowing my mind about the things that I could create in there that would help me do my work, help me serve my clients. And that's the interesting thing. I'm, I'm always in this mindset when I'm sitting in front of, of a computer, maybe because most of my life is spent sitting in front of a computer or standing as I am now, but it takes a click. It takes something else for me to start thinking about, well, what if, if I was designing a tool just for this circumstance, this, a physical thing, what would it need to have? What would I need to build? And, um. Maybe it's, maybe, I don't know whether, whether you share that mindset or whether you have that mindset, maybe you're one of those practical people who has that mindset in general in life, but maybe not so much, you know, when you're thinking about your customers or your business or your, you know, what digital products or tools you're building, but it's a really, it's an interesting kind of empowerment thinking if I wanted this to be perfect. For this job, what would I create? And of course, you know, when I'm working with clients, when I'm helping them tell their stories, that's what we're looking for. 
you know, whatever change they are seeking to make in their world or the world of their, their clients, their prospects, their customers, whoever, they are looking for the perfect tool to do that job. And it's one of the reasons why storytelling and writing is so powerful because it has that infinite flexibility. Anyway, I've banged on too much probably about that, but there it is. It's one of the ways in which when we're telling that story, when we have the exact right tool, we can make sure that our story means business. Thanks for listening. If you want to dig any deeper into what I do, search for story.business. Bye now.